Before we go to the word this morning, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, you are a good, good father. And we are loved by you. And we can approach you through Christ. There's much to talk to you about, to ask of you, to worship you, to thank you. Lord, we think about um, those who are uh, snowed in and those who have even been um, killed for this storm, that you be with their families and the churches that may be a part of their lives. Pray for those among us. There's many who are suffering in sickness right now, all the way from colds to cancer. May you have mercy upon their bodies and encourage them and heal them. And Lord, we are burdened by the suffering of this world and also the suffering locally, as in Chicago. The shootings so far this year have doubled over last year. We ask for mercy and grace and intervention from you. And give us wisdom as your church what our part is. And even among us, Lord, in our personal struggles and challenges and uh, fighting against sin and, and fighting for joy in Christ, I just ask that this morning would be a significant moment for many people in here hearing from your word by your spirit on ways that they can have uh, sustained joy, sustained peace and rest even in the midst of a busy life. So may you speak truth this morning. In Christ's name, amen. By God's grace, Evanston Bible Fellowship uh, is giving me a pastoral sabbatical that uh, begins today and lasts over the next uh, three months. And during that time, you're going to hear from some amazing homegrown preachers lead you through a series on the Ten Commandments. We have a very deep bench here at Evanston Bible Fellowship. I feel like you are in good hands uh, while I am gone. Now, for those of you who are not uh, familiar with pastoral sabbaticals and wondering how you can get one, uh, let me encourage you to become a pastor. Uh, Pastoral sabbaticals are designed for rest and reflection and Uh, revelation from the Word of God. Last time I had one was several years ago. I focused more on mission work as I was able to take my family uh, out to Los Angeles to live and work in a very challenging missional environment. This time around, I have way too many kids, and they have grown up, and I have to be a little bit more creative in finding space for this rest and reflection and revelation. Uh, I plan to spend some time resting and reflecting on what it is I'm doing here. I want to visit some churches and some ministries uh, around America and perhaps bring back some of that uh, here. I want to see what God's doing in the place. And I also plan to study uh, the book of Revelation. I've always wanted to preach that book. And by God's grace, uh, next fall, for those of you who are still around, we will go through the book of Revelation. Now, the outcome from my last sabbatical was significant for me as I was refreshed And I came back with this renewed focus and joy in the Lord and his church. But my entry into my last sabbatical was brutal. In fact, back in 2009, um, I had hit this wall. I was completely worn out and spent and exhausted. So that sabbatical came at a good time as I was pretty much hit that wall four months out. But this time around, I hit a wall 
not four months out, but I hit a wall 14 months out. It's about 14 months ago and lasting for an awfully long time. Um, I, I hit this wall, just totally just spent. I mean, I, you, for those of you who knew what was going on in, in my family, uh, church life, uh, personally, and I wondered, how is it that I'm going to limp over the next 14 months until I get to my sabbatical? And, and this, this got me thinking. You know, sabbaticals really aren't possible for most people. And in fact, even in my own life, um, I I can't take a sabbatical very often. So what happens when you hit a wall and you're completely worn out, you're completely exhausted, and you're completely uh, spent? How can you get any rest? How can you get any perspective? How can you have any restoration? Because you're probably not going to get a sabbatical. So this really got me thinking. What would it look like in your life to develop these healthy patterns of rest even in the midst of craziness? Because God has not built you to crank without rest. If some of you keep going at this unchecked pace that you have, I guarantee you, I've seen it many times before, if you keep going at an unchecked pace, you will eventually break. Something will happen to you emotionally. Something will happen to you morally. Something may even happen to you physically. You've not been made to continue to crank without rest. And I know that some of you are here, and you've already hit that wall. You're completely worn out, and you need some rest. And you not only need rest, but you need restoration. And so before I head off into my sabbatical, I'm going to speak to you from the Bible about a plan for your rest and your restoration. I want you to think about restoration for a moment. Some of you, I know, are restoring some old houses or having it done for you. Some of you have uh, bought old houses in Evanston or Chicago or maybe done it in the past, and you, and you have these houses restored. Now, the house is not going to be restored by you just sitting there and doing nothing. You have to actually do something, get, a, get some action and some movement for restoration to happen. For those of you who have a cell phone, every single one of you, and it's at 2% battery life, it is not going to recharge by just sitting there and doing nothing. It's got to be plugged in for some recharging to happen. Some of us think that when we hit this wall and we're tired and we're depleted, that what we need to do is just sit there, veg out, and watch TV or just chill out on the computer that somehow just sitting there and doing nothing and then we're going to recharge and be renewed. And, and I'll say, you, you, you'll get a temporary little boost. But the kind of restoration I'm talking about today and re- re- renewal in your life and rest, I'm talking about something that is rooted, something that is deep, and that's what I want to see for you. Not just a little, little mini recharge you may get by watching a TV. I want something that's going to be deep and rooted, some rest and restoration that can happen to you for the long haul 
in your Christian life. And as I talk about this restoration, this is kind of fun for me because we typically go through books of the Bible. We do. That's what we do. We did 1 Samuel. We did James. We'll do uh, Ezra over the summer and then the book of Revelation in the fall. We go through books of the Bible. But occasionally we stop and do these one-off sermons. And this is one of those. And today I want to talk about your rest and restoration in a plan that I've come up with called 2020 Restoration. I couldn't think of a better name for it, so that's it. 2020 Restoration. And by 2020, I mean 20 minutes a day for 20 days. A plan for the next 20 days of your life for 20 minutes a day where I'm going to give you something to do, a healthy pattern to kind of boost you and recharge you for the long haul. So what I want to do, I'm going to start broad, talk about big picture, and then I'm going to go on to this 2020 restoration, this kind of, this kick, kick start, quick start plan. And we're going to cover three areas. We're going to talk about rest, reflection, and revelation. We're going to speak in broad terms about rest, reflection, and revelation. Then we're going to talk about specific terms of rest and reflection and, and revelation. That's where we're going. We're going to start broad, and then we'll get very specific on this plan. So for those of you who are used to going through uh, one passage with me, that's what we normally do. Today, uh, we're going to be all over the place, all over the place. So let's start with the concept of rest, and let's start big picture. Big picture rest, broad picture of rest. All right, you ready for this? Here we go. God designed you as a human to work six days and to rest one. In fact, that's an imitation of God who created the world in six days and rested on the Sabbath, and it's on the seventh, and it's part of the Ten Commandments. So let me go ahead and read this passage to you. Uh, you can actually look up on the screen or flip in your Bible, whatever you was comfortable doing. But let's start with the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. Let me read it to you. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you should not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now in a few weeks here, Uh, Starting with next week and over the next several weeks, we're going to have our homegrown preachers preach through the Ten Commandments. That's going to be the next series, the Ten Commandments. And one of those commandments is going to be on the Sabbaths. You're going to hear a whole sermon on the Sabbath. So I'm going to let all the theological and practical details concerning the Sabbath later. What day it should be observed or should there be a day. So I'm going to hold all that for later. But for now, I want you to understand this. God has graciously established one day of the week for your replenishment and restoration. We talk later about what day that should be in your life or or not be in your life. But he's established one day of seven for your rest and restoration for the rest of your life. And the question is this. Do you trust God enough to rest one day out of the week? Do you have enough faith to set your work aside, to set, you ready for this? Do you have enough faith to set your schoolwork aside for one whole day 
and rest in his sovereign control that over the other six days, it will get done. When you take a Sabbath rest, it is an act of faith. You believe that God is going to bless your work of your hands and all the other days. And and I can tell you, I can testify to the benefits of a Sabbath rest in God. I look back to one of the most busiest times of my life. That was my grad school, what I would call seminary. Many of you are in grad school. You know how, how busy it is, how life is jammed up with a significant amount of studies. But God was teaching me early on in grad school the importance of a day of rest. And for me, it came on a Sunday. So on Sunday, this is what I would do. I would get up. I would go to Sunday school at my church. I would go worship with my brothers and sisters in the morning. In the afternoon, I have a, a slow lunch with church folk, go home, take a little nap. Then I'd wake up and go into this big parking lot, play a little, little street hockey with my brothers on a seminary campus. And that night, I would have a, a slow dinner with my grandmother as the day winded down. But the whole day, believe it or not, in grad school, the whole day, I did not think about studying. I know it's crazy how a whole day, can you imagine a whole day where you're not studying, you're trusting the Lord, and you are resting. A whole day where you're not working, you're just resting. And the other days, the Lord pulled it off. And I'm trying to, uh, to teach my, my, my kids this. My son, he's in high school, he's a caddy, and I, I'm, I'm just, just talking, hey man, why don't, you, why don't you just take a day off? You know, a, a Sabbath unto the Lord. And he's like, what? Yeah, but, you know, Sunday is, the, is kind of one of the best days of the, the summer to really get a lot of uh, caddying in. But, he, but, he, but he's learned the benefit of, hey, God will still bless you. Take it off and just see what happens in your life and what God will do the other days. And, and that's kind of that, that big picture uh, of the rest of your life. God has given you a day of the week, and I give you permission from the word of God that you can take that day off, a day of rest and replenishment and restoration. That's some pattern you can start now and continue with the rest of your life. Now, that's the big picture, the broad concept of God who has worked into his creation and through his word to give you rest. But let me, let me talk to you about kind of like this quick start or this boost I want to get you going in the d- direction of rest every day. Perhaps you've heard of a, a theologian called Matthew Henry. Matthew Henry uh, has this concept of the Sabbath of the heart, a Sabbath of the heart, we're not just talking about day of the week here. We're talking about something going on internally, internal to, to your heart, where you can have a moment by moment of life with God and rest in him. Where you're, you're resting in his sovereignty. You're resting in his love. You're resting in his grace. You have this Sabbath of the heart where you, you start to develop these rhythms and, and habits where you can cultivate the Sabbath of the heart daily. You're still observing a weekly Sabbath, but there's something going on in your day-to-day where you're pulling away and finding rest in God. I think Jesus is a good example. Jesus is a good example of a pulling away and spending uh, time with his Father. It seems, if you read the Gospels, that Jesus had a pattern of getting away from his life and ministry and spending time alone with the Father. Wouldn't we all agree that Jesus was pretty busy? Wouldn't we all agree that Jesus was in demand? 
Uh, in, in the book of Luke, we are told in Luke 5.15 um, that so there's great crowds around him. Everybody wants to hear him. He's in demand. But we are told, Luke 5.16, that he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. So he's in the man, people want to talk to him, people want to see him, people want him to, be, to heal them, and yet Jesus, under all the demands, would withdraw to desolate places and pray. He is the Son of God, perfect God-man, and yet he would withdraw to desolate places and talk to his Father. And if, obviously, if Jesus the Son of God, the perfect God-man, needed that withdrawing and that pulling away to desolate places and talking to his Father, how much more do you and I? The image I have uh, of this rest is a father and a child. And I heard this this fall, and I thought it was so cool I want to share with you. Uh, This guy told me that um, kids who have a variety of struggles and challenges, maybe there's some kids with ADHD, Um, they found some relief um, from their issues, uh, check this out, with a walk with their father for one hour a day in the woods. So the the father goes out with the son, and, and the idea is, or the son or the daughter, would run out, explore, 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 but always knew they could run back to the father. So they'd run out, explore, and yet they were tethered to the Father. And, and they found that these kids who go out with this one-hour walk of day with their fathers in the wood, they found that healing for some of their symptoms because they're, they're tethered. They're going out, they're exploring, and yet they're coming back. And I thought, oh, that's good. That's good for us as believers as, as we go out and we, we go to our schools and we go to our jobs, we take care of our responsibilities, and yet we're tethered to our Father. We, we, we go out and we come back. We go out and, and we come back. And we find as we spend time in a relationship with him on a daily basis, there's something that, that, that is healing, that is peaceful, and that is restful. Even in the midst of the craziness, we can have a Sabbath of the heart. So here we go. Here's the plan. Here's the 2020 uh, restoration plan. 20 minutes a day. Over the next 20 days, this is so easy. I'm giving you some serious, low-bar stuff. You know, if you set your goals low enough, you can make them every time. So this is serious, low-bar stuff. All right, 20 minutes a day. Over the next 20 days, I'm going to encourage you to rest. And the first thing, part of this, is I want you to find a desolate place. Can you do that? Can you think... Uh, where you can find a desolate place where you can put your phone away, put the noise away, and settle in for 20 minutes. If you have kids, you can go in the closet or put them in the closet. Um, uh, if you're at work, maybe there's a napping room. Uh, if you can go to the library at school. I don't know. Think 20 minutes a day. Get alone with your father at this this interrupt your pace and get along with your father for 20 minutes and start to cultivate this Sabbath of 
uh, the heart. Now, 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 some of you are thinking, okay, but what do you want me to do? Okay, I'm going to be alone for 20 minutes. I'm going to go crazy. Okay, I'm going to tell you what to do in just a moment. But just think about it. Desolate place, what do you know? Where's that at? 20 minutes a day for the next 20 days. So let's move into more what you could do. All right, let's go to this reflection part. All right, now, I'm a, now stick with me here. I'm talking about big picture stuff, big picture at the beginning, then specific, all right? So big picture, this concept of reflection, I want you to start to reflect on your life. Big picture, all right? What's going on in your life? Are you living the life you want to live right now that glorifies God, honors him? Is this the life you want to live? Let me share this scripture from Psalm 90. Psalm 90, verses 10 through 12. I don't have a, a, thing, a slide for you, so just listen. This is Psalm 90, verses 10 through 12. The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number are days that we may get a heart of wisdom. All right, so check this out. The general span of your life is 70 to 80 years. That's, that's probably, unless there's an accident or an illness, you're going to live about 70 to 80 years. And your life on this earth is going to uh, be difficult and tough, but you want to live in the fear of the Lord. And as you're living this short life on this earth, the Word of God says, number your days that you may get a heart of wisdom. Another way to say that is, is reflect on your life and determine, are you wasting your life or are you living for the glory of God? As you reflect on your life right now, are you wasting your life or living for the glory of God? Once again, still big picture stuff. So from time to time, it will be good for you to get away on a mini personal retreat or get away, stay in your dorm room for an extended period of time, or just get away for the weekend and start to reflect on your life and ask yourself the hard questions. I know some of you are so busy that you don't spend time asking yourself the hard questions, and you may think, oh, okay, later on in life I'll do that. But for those of you who are busy at 20, you might find yourself busy at 30 and 40 and 50, and you never stop to pause and ask yourself hard questions of what you're doing with your life. So big picture, broad stuff here. I'm going to give you these hard questions, and it's up to you to get away and think about them. So here's the first broad, big picture question. I'm going to put it up for you, okay? What am I doing with my life that has lasting value? Let it sink in. Next question. Am I truly loving other people? Are you? Am I utilizing my God-given talents? If Jesus were to come back today or I were to die tomorrow, am I living my life in line with God's will? Am I wasting my life or living for the glory of God? Once again, big picture questions. It's from time to time you want to pull away, ask yourself these big picture questions. But you and I both know, even if we get that stuff figured out, we still have the daily 
grind of the specific stuff going on that is nailing us, that is hitting us every single day. And so I want to go from the big picture down to the daily reflection. We can reflect really big, but what does it look like to daily, daily have a time of reflection and talking to God? Because sometimes you have anxiety and worries and restlessness and inner turmoil. You have deadlines, urgent emails, endless meetings, demanding kids. A lot of things hit you on a daily basis that can kind of blow up this Sabbath of the heart. An appropriate verse to think about daily comes from Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I think that is the good daily reflection verse. To have this daily time of prayer with God and thanksgiving, lay out your request and make them known before God. And the word of God says the peace of Christ will surround you. So here's the second piece of this 2020 restoration. So you're in, you're in your desolate place. You're resting. I want you to take some time on a daily basis to reflect. So when you're alone over the next 20 days or 20 minutes, reflect on your day. Talk to God about what's to happen. About what's going to happen a little bit later in the day or the next day. Talk to him about meetings, papers, child errands. Lay it all out before him on a daily basis. You're coming to God. You're in your destined place. And you say, God, please help me. Give me some wisdom. Give me some wisdom how to navigate this call I have to make, this relationship I have. But also use it as a time to repent of sin. Use it as a time to ask for forgiveness and the cross of Christ. Use it as a time uh, of, of thankfulness. What, what I have found helpful over the last, I don't know, 22, 23, 24 years, I've found it helpful to journal on a daily basis. I know some of you can't stand journaling, but it really has helped me to put my prayer request in writing, to see them there on paper as I'm interacting with the Father. Whatever is helpful for you, 20 minutes a day over the next 20 days, you're in your desolate place. Use it a time as reflective praying. God, this is what is going on in my life today. Give me wisdom, insight, forgiveness, and grace to deal with these specific issues today. So you have rest. You have reflection. And the last piece is revelation. Revelation. When I'm talking about revelation, I'm not talking about the book of Revelation. I'm talking about revelation that comes from God to you through the Bible. Something really cool is that the Holy Spirit lives in you. And so when you open the Bible, not only can you understand kind of the factual basis of what the Word is saying, but you can understand of what you're supposed to do about it, the interaction you have with your own heart. And as you study the Word of God, you will see that the revelation is centered on Jesus Christ. That Jesus came to save sinners and to reconcile them to God through his life, death, and resurrection. And when we repent and put our faith in Jesus, we're reconciled to God and we're filled with the Spirit. And as we come to the Word of God, we read the words and yet we're able to internalize them and we find the Word convicting us, teaching us, training us to walk in righteousness. So as I speak in broader terms about the revelation of God's word with regard to your restoration, I'm talking about you being a lifelong learner of the word of God and committed to the word of God. 
Let me share the scripture from you. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for proof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The idea is that throughout your days, big picture here, once again, you want the revelation of God's word. You want to commit yourself to his word to let it train you and teach you and correct you as you walk with the Lord. But being specific here, like I said, this kind of this jump start of your rest and restoration, I want you to think about restoration on a daily basis from the revelation of God's word. So here's what it looks like. You've you got your desolate place. Distractions are away from you. You're praying. You're talking to your father about your day. And you open the word of God. And you let his revelation speak by his spirit. And what I want to encourage you to do over the next 20 days is to take it slow. Don't set such high goals that you're going to read the whole Bible through in the next 20 days. But just take it slow and read the word of God slowly and let his word speak. Read it slowly. Pick a a portion of God's word. Maybe pick the book of James that we just studied or pick the book of 1 John, or the book of Mark, or take a cluster of Psalms, like Psalm 90 through 106. But read something slowly from the Word of God over the next 20 days as you're talking to God and hearing from Him through His Word. Uh, Let me give you an example of this. I'm just kind of spur the moment here, a little example. So you're in your desolate place. You're talking to God about what's going on in your life, and you want to read the book of James slowly. And let's say you come to James chapter 1, and you see in verse 5 it says this, and this is how you would do it. You're alone, you're quiet, and you're reading. And it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, that would be me. I lack wisdom. You're talking, Father, I lack wisdom. Let him ask God, Father, give me wisdom. I need wisdom who gives generously to all without reproach. Which basically says God's not going to hold back. He's going to pour out wisdom on you generously, and it will be given him. So in your time, in your desolate place, praying, just keep looking over and over this verse or the next few. And say, if I lack wisdom, ask God. He gives it generously without reproach. And begin, like, God, I want to believe this. I want to believe your word. I want to I wanna believe. I want to do. I want to ask for wisdom. Will you give me wisdom? I got a situation at work going on. I got a situation with my kids. I'm suffering. God, give me. You see what I'm getting at here? Read the word slowly. Calm down. Talk to your father in your desolate place. And don't be surprised that over the next 20 days, even though your world may be crazy, you're still tethered to the Father. You're out exploring your job with your kids, and yet you're tethered and you're coming back, and you're being alone with Him. And I'm just trying to get you into some healthy rhythms of daily spending time with your father and you may find that your 20 minutes stretches to 30 minutes or it stretches to 45 minutes it stretches to an hour you you never know what's going to happen when you're with your father i want to encourage you strongly for those of you who have no rhythms or no sabbath of the heart to start developing healthy patterns of rest in the lord 20 minutes over the next 20 days Find some rest. Get a desolate place. 
reflect, pray through your day, and have some revelation from God's word. Get into his word. Now I'm about to head into a prolonged season of rest and reflection and revelation, the book of Revelation for me. And my brothers and sisters, I want you to know that you are in good hands with the shepherds of the elders. You're in good hands of the leadership of the staff of this church. And you're going to hear some really good preachers over the coming weeks. But before I leave you, I just want you to know I care about you, I love you, and I really want you to be rested and restored in the Lord. I care about you and I love you, and I really want to see some of these these grips of idolatry that are in some of your lives. I want to see that broken because I I don't want you to continue in those patterns. I care about you and I love you, and I see some of the unhealthy relational patterns going on. I'd love to see some of that broken and smashed so there could be some reconciliation. Now, brothers and sisters, I love you and I care about you, and I just want you to know and grow in Jesus Christ. And so while I'm away... I'm going to be praying for you, for your growth, for your maturity in Christ. Please take the time to pray for me, for my growth and maturity in Christ. And when I come back, let's worship together once again. I just praise God for you, and I praise God for what he's doing in your life. And may you and I continue to grow as we get into his word, as we hear from his spirit as we focus on Jesus Christ. Let's live these lives, these short lives that we have for the glory of God. Let's pray. Father, I pray for the the tired man in here or the weary woman in here, that you would restore them that they would come to you, that they'd put things on hold as they are tethered to you and find some rest for their souls. I find growth and maturity in you. And Lord, we want this Sabbath of the heart. We don't want to be running around restless and anxious and worried. We want to find our souls at rest in you, in you alone. For you are our Father and you love us and you care for us. Lord, I ask that you would speak to us over the next 20 days to many of these brothers and sisters of mine who will get into your word, who will spend time of prayer, who will push things out to hear from you. May you speak mightily to them in in a powerful way and develop these rhythms of rest and relationship as they grow deep in you. Father, you are good to us. You are gracious to us. And may we continue to go to you for rest, not only now, but for eternally. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.